Welcome, Welcome to Show Us, Us Your Bits. I'm Alice Rivers Cripps, the founder and creative director of Posh Totti Designs. We are the original hand stamp jewellery company. I've been doing it since 2004. And I'm Josie Lloyd, a friend of Alice's, and I'm an author based in Brighton. And together we came up with the idea of a podcast about the stories behind the jewellery that people wear, because we're always fascinated by the shiny bits, aren't we? We are so fascinated. And also there are so many tales. Each week we'll be talking to each other with some anecdotes about our lives and we'll be introducing a special guest. We've got some great guests lined up for you. For oh, you. so many amazing guests. It's and very finding, exciting. And delving into their jewellery boxes and finding out the story behind the keepsakes that they really love. Behind their bling. Let's get on with the show. Yeah, what you got there, Alice? I've got Scrabble! Hooray! <laughs> I'm so Alice's, Alice's Scrabble board is so ancient. I mean, how old is that? That is a real... That is at least probably 50 years old, if not more. So it was my mum's. No, so it's probably about 60 years old. It was my mum's. And then I've got a little bag that my mum stitched when uh, she was a child that I've still got all the Scrabble pieces <laughs> in. And there all the little bits in there. And then, you know, yeah. And I the trays. It. So you're a, like me. We've both discovered that we are Scrabble lovers. I'm and um, But I play online with my friend Rory in the States. And um, we play, we have this online. She's really good. But I've got really good over the last year. And it becomes quite competitive. Well, um, we need to have a game. We need to have seriously. a game. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I personally like the feel of a Scrabble board um, and all the plastic, you know, letters tiles, and everything. Yeah. Oh my God, I love the tiles. But yeah, no, I love the whole game. Um, but my favorite, you know, I just love sitting with friends and um, playing a game is my favorite thing to do. And I think it's, <laughs> I think it's down to the fact that I was an only child and I was always desperate for a friend to come over that would play Scrabble with me. It sounds a bit oh, sad now, doesn't it? Oh, that's but, really sweet. But yeah, I was obsessed and I'm obsessed by board games generally. Like I've, I like Monopoly, I love and um, I cheat terribly well I can't play Monopoly with my family because they cheat terribly um I cheat now because I've had to just join the cheaters but I do love Bananagrams as well we play that on holiday oh I that quite, sounds good I, I quite like that that's a kind of thing I but don't my... think it's as good as Scrabble though I'm no. sorry Scrabble because you can get like two letters and you can get the highest score and stuff like that I just I mean I, Bananagrams is is a bit like patience it's a bit of a yeah it's not the same but, but did you know that I was uh that my um shop is on the Monopoly the Brighton and Hove Monopoly board I did get it in there just get it in there I want to Posh, know you, you told me this story before but you've got to tell for our listeners Tell us what happened when you were visited by Mr. Monopoly. Oh my God, it's hilarious. No, so um, they came to visit me um, and they gave me um, some games and they basically showed me that we were on the, uh, we were on, instead of the Strand, it's Posh Totty Designs. Um, and they turned Fame up. indeed. And this man, who looked like a normal man, um, turned up and he was like, I need to, um, I need a changing room. And I was like, what? well, we're quite a small shop. We don't really <laughs> like have a changing room. And uh, he said, okay, that's fine. But it will ruin the illusion unless you actually, um, unless I get into my costume and then you see me. It's like, it's really important that you don't. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm talking to you. Um, anyway, and I said, okay. I said, the only place you can do it is behind the counter, but I'll go to the front of the shop whilst you get into it <laughs> in the back of the shop behind the counter. 
And he suddenly put on this and he had to have help having it put onto his head by somebody who came with him yeah. to put it onto his head. And he came out as Mr. Monopoly, this huge... <laughs> I'll, I'll, put a, I'll put a picture on, on Instagram. It's hysterical because he's literally got the biggest head ever and he's got the white gloves and the black suit. But it's not like I suddenly went, oh my gosh, Mr. Monopoly is here. <laughs> it was obvious. <laughs> so, um, but it was one of my favourite moments, I've got to say. That is well, one of I my, have to yeah. say, it's quite a... Isn't it a, a, like a real accolade to have yes, it on? Yes, to, to and have I've, got, your I've got it framed in the bathroom. Yeah, as you should. Yes. As you should. <laughs> so, yes, but we we're talking about words this week. We we're talking about Scrabble. And actually, we wanted to start about Scrabble. This week, I have been finishing my novel. So I'm writing my first cosy crime. It's called Miss Beaton's Murder Agency. It's very it's exciting. So it's all it's all playing on the heritage of Mrs. Beaton. And my character, Alice Beaton, she's Alice. I've called her Alice. I've only just, just only just occurred to me, but my main character Best is name. called Alice. Anyway, so Alice Beaton has been running the uh, Good Household Management Agency and she places staff in very posh houses in Knightsbridge. So she's got a Rolodex, a stuff full of like chauffeurs and nannies and housekeepers and this very wonderful girl. Anya turns up to go and be a housekeeper and she places her at this very posh house, the Messons, the, this very French uber couple. Um, but on New Year's Eve, Alice gets the call, Anya has been found dead. <gasps> and now we have to find out what's happened. So it's been an absolute romp, but I was trying to work out how I was going to get a message out. And I've done it through the online Apple, um, the online Scrabble messaging app. Because on the app, you can do a message to the person that you're playing a game with. So she messages her friend Barney. Through the app. And she puts help on the board where there is no double words, where she could have got a triple word score. So she knows she's going to get his attention because he's like, ooh, what's happened there? So there we are. That's brilliant. So Scrabble is, you know, very much on the forefront of my mind. is it going to be, I'm thinking... Just about the book. Is it going to be a bit like Murders in the Building? Yes, that definitely kind of styly, that sort of vibe. Kind of, yeah, or more Pyro. Really, more no, 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 no. It's very Murders in the Building. It's very, it's really fun. So current day. It's current day, but it's got a very nostalgic vibe to it. And that I'm putting wonderful. kind of lots of the old original Mrs. Beaton recipes in. And oh, stuff. So that's really fun. So it's actually, it's really, it's weird because we're recording this in July and it's set in sort of Christmas and, and January. So it's so weird writing that time imagine, of the year yeah. when you're kind of sitting in your office sweating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird. It's I love the much... idea of having recipes in it though. So you can yeah. actually do those recipes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I mean, I've tried a couple of them. I have to say, I'm an atrocious baker. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to say that I am great at baking, but I'm not. I'm good Neither at cooking. Neither of us are actually. No, I'm <laughs> very proud of the fat we can't I'm actually can't really bake. good. If you came round, I could rustle up a dinner. In fact, my favourite thing would be to do a breakfast cafe because I love cooking people breakfast so I am the girl who does the late night cheese on toast festival oh, and I'm also the fry up girl so I will do if anyone's staying in my house I'll cook a great big slap up breakfast rolling breakfast with all the kids coming in it's really fun I love that absolutely amazing but if I have to cook a cake it so you goes want a greasy spoon, so <laughs> badly wrong so I have been using some of these recipes and I tried to make some lemon biscuits from an original Mrs Beaton's recipe but it was <laughs> They didn't turn up. They didn't turn out very well. I'm proud not to be a good baker. Yeah. Because, I don't know, it's really wrong. But my mother made me believe that to be, you know, as a feminist, it was okay not to be able to bake. Yeah, and so, she's right. Yeah, so I've always been like, no, I don't bake. I can, I can cook. I can do lots of other things. I'm very, you know, I can do 
even DIY and stuff like that, you know, but I'm, yeah. but in terms of baking, no interest, but I don't like desserts anyway. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not more of a savoury oh, person. Oh, give me all the savouries in the world. Yeah. Cheese. Cheese is my kryptonite. <laughs> anyway, I love cheese. Back to the scrum. Well, yeah. I love, the, give us a tinkle again of the sauce. It's like either jewellery or it's suddenly like Actually, you've got this beautiful bangle on. You've got a gold bangle on and what does it say on it? It says, don't go to Paris. Play Scrabble with me at the pub mm. by the sea. Oh, that is and, beautiful. Tell me the story. Oh, it's my it's my favourite, actually. It's really You're looking romantic. a bit tearful. I know, because oh. it's, quite, it's quite emotional. Um, so when I met my husband um, 22 years ago, I'd just been offered a job to go and work in Paris. Um, and I'd already kind of said yes to the job. Um, and then I met him and we kind of dated. We went on three dates, like day off, like, three consecutive days we were like he was keen he was <laughs> and, um, and then he and then I was like oh you know what I'm really sorry but I'm, I'm moving to Paris and he was like okay that's fine I can come and visit you and I was like okay yeah that would be great you know and and he was like yeah I'll come over you know like maybe once a month I'll try and come over to Paris to see you and um it kind of felt like was that really realistic or would we both go back to our own lives and that would be it um, the grand romance and it was over. yeah and and then basically he let, left this little note that basically said to me don't go to Paris play Scrabble with me in the Aww. pub by the sea it was so romantic at the time that I went okay fine I won't go to Paris and because I love Scrabble as well it was it was it was destined we then moved to Brighton and uh when I started up my business I'd been doing my business for a few years um making jewelry and he actually got one of my jewelers to make the bangle with it on it so that I could have it because that honestly that that message was what made me stay and I wouldn't have the life I've got today like it was exactly so I love so. this whole, whole idea of saying it with words especially on jewelry and we're going to be talking about kind of uh messages on jewelry shortly with our fabulous guest but talk me through why you got into hand stamping because you're sort of one of the only people that am I right in thinking that Posh Trotter Designs is one of the only places that you can get stuff done so you can so I could go on your website and I can choose a piece of jewellery and then you get it hand stamped so we're the original hand stamped jewellery company um, and basically um, we started again back in 2004 so we're coming up to 20 years um, and basically I was in a junk shop and found some little hand stamps um and so like little like little metal stainless steel stamps yeah and at the time they were used for electricians um and they were used on like boilers and those kind of things um and I kind of kept them for a bit and then I was kind of practicing on tin cans I couldn't afford silver at the time so I was practicing on tin cans and practicing on anything I could find um and then I started to kind of do a bit of poetry and a you know stamping all sorts of different things on there and then, um, and then it was like, my friend was having a baby and it was like, this is the perfect time to put the baby's name on, on a piece of jewellery. So it was like, okay, I'll make, I'll start stamping on that. And then it was kind of, it became, you know, like, you know, wedding names, um, you know, the first, the last words of a dying father, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's all yeah. these really emotive things that you want to capture. Um, and suddenly I, I realized that this was kind of a way to do it. But it was interesting because when I actually, in my workshop, I was sharing it with lots of other jewelers and they used to really frown 
upon the fact that I was like hand stamping with stainless steel on silver and it was kind of like, no, you can't do that. Why? What's what's the no-no about that? Because silver is a very precious, soft metal and to be whacking stainless steel with a hammer on it was not the done thing. But, you know, we clean it up and it looks beautiful. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it was kind of not the done thing at the time. But actually now, I mean, it's more and more popular all the time. Like personalised jewellery has become a thing in its own right Whereas it was, it hadn't really been a thing before that. So, um, you know, but people loved it's it. It's very beautiful. And it's, it's such a lovely thing to make a, you know, you're, you're always talking about sustainability. And I think what's so lovely about that is that it makes a piece of jewellery particularly personal, doesn't it? So yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't kind it's of... a meaningful keepsake that you'll hopefully pass on through the generations as well. Because that moment, you know, like this story, hopefully will will be passed on. And, yeah. and it's, you know, these little keepsakes that that means so much although you must have had people writing like writing in to say i want something weird written on a piece of jewelry what's the weirdest thing she's grinning now <laughs> what's the weirdest oh, I've had thing some really bad what's ones. the strangest thing um, that somebody's asked you to hand stamp on a piece of so a message there was a woman who ordered a bangle with not even if my ass was lined with parsley <laughs> Not even if my ass was lined with parsley. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> and I was like, that's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Um, and I was so intrigued that I asked her. Um, and she said that actually her mother was um, an Irish, like a strong Irish woman and that she'd passed away. And she said that was her favourite expression, that if you asked her to do anything, she'd be like, not even if my ass... I'm not going to try that. <laughs> <laughs> She <laughs> not even if my ass is lying parsley. And she basically said that um, it meant so much to her because it was a really meaningful statement that yeah, only her, her mother said. said. Um, and so she wanted to kind of capture that in a piece of jewellery that she could wear every single day. And I think that's the point is it's pieces of jewellery that you can wear. And whenever you're having a down moment, you can kind of look at that and, yeah. and remember. Yeah. Um, and then they, the other, I mean, we've had some naughty ones. We had one where the guy basically wanted to resign. Yeah. I mean, he spent like seventy-five pounds on this this gesture of resignation. That's quite. He, that's quite, <laughs> quite a lot of money. Lot of Just, yeah, it was like oh, I'm sure you could have done it in another way, but it was quite cool. But he basically had see you next Tuesday on a pair of cufflinks. <laughs> well, on both. You of them. are a see you next Tuesday. No. Um, personalized on um, you are on one and on the other. Um, we put a star in there. But um, but yeah, and um, and he basically had worked out the left and the right so that it was like so he could so it would be read by the man opposite him at the time of of resigning. Of the oh, that's hilarious! I know. And ah! was, I mean, I, we, that was one where we questioned whether we should do it. So we did kind of introduce the star. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I mean, we we wouldn't want to do anything that was that was horrible or offensive. But, no, uh, no, but, but then we want people to have the freedom to be yeah, able to, to be able to be expressive and. Technically, here because I just don't know how it works. Because obviously, the hand stamps are very, very tiny, so the so the letters are very tiny. How does it all work with the stamping? The actual physical. Ha- so we're so we they're all hand done. So each letter, each singular letter, is hand stamped onto the piece of jewelry. So they make the piece of jewelry first, and then we hand stamp 
the letters onto it. Um, Have you ever made a terrible spelling mistake? Oh, I've made many a terrible <laughs> spelling mistake. But we do have QC to check everything. So, um, yeah, and everything. And honestly, Tanya, nothing gets past Tanya um, and her team. Um, but no, we do. I mean, obviously, we make it. We're humans. That's the whole yeah, point. Like, yeah. there's, there's always going to be that. But um, but I actually hand stamp backwards when I'm hand stamping. So at Christmas, I kind of I don't really do it the rest of the year because I'm designing and, and running the business. But I do help at Christmas. Um, and I always find it's easier to stamp backwards. Oh, that's interesting. Because then I can't assume that I've done it. You know, yeah. so if you go forwards, you assume that you've put the I in birthday and then you yeah. realise you haven't. So if you stamp backwards, you're not looking at the actual word, you're looking at the, the letter letters. specifically. Um, and I and find do you write really it out helps. in front of you in big letters? So we actually have a, um, a highly technical workshop app that we had designed 10 years ago. And all of our messages, every order comes up on a little screen in front of the jeweller. Because um, uh, we used to do it on paper, which was a nightmare because um, it's highly flammable with soldering and everything else. And you'd have all these orders like pinned up above their desk. And it was, yeah. So that's a little bit of health and safety right there. <laughs> health and safety, but also sustainability. Yes, like really, you know, we would have been getting through thousands of pieces of paper and now it all goes onto this app. So um, so it's great because they can check everything, but also it's on a grid system. So okay, it tells gotcha. you how many letters and, you know, how many characters are in it and stuff like that. So it's got a lot of, a lot of detail there to kind of work to, but, the team are amazing so yeah yeah, but wonderful to have words that mean so much I think that it's I think that yeah I don't think the jewelry is what makes it special it's the people's messages that make it really special oh wonderful well listen and without further ado let's introduce our guest for today Julia Crouch This is our high tech. This is our high tech environment. Very Julia. nice. Lots my, of my, my sons, both of whom are sound engineers, musicians, would be very impressed by this. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be rolling their eyes and going, going "Boomers!" I know exactly. <laughs> Julia Crouch. Welcome to Show Us Your Bits. It's delightful to have you on the podcast. I'm delighted to be here, Joe. Thank you very much. So, can I ask why? Are you the domestic goddess? Uh, just demote myself a little bit. I am the queen. You are of the queen of noir. domestic noir. Um, because, well, just because I coined the phrase, really, because I was writing, um, I was writing what I called nasty Arga sagas, and my publicist said, "Well, yeah," and they were being sold as psychological thrillers, and um, and thrillers imply car chases and high octane, and mine are more like you know, kind of horrible things doing horrible things to one another, people doing horrible things to one another in the name of love. And so it, so everyone kind of was buying them and going, oh, it's a bit slow. It's not a thriller. So we decided to coin a new phrase. So after three gin and tonics, I came up with domestic noir and it stuck. And now, my God, there are whole university courses taught on domestic noir and you can go into bookshops and see the domestic noir section. And, and it actually gave me... you've actually coined a phrase. Well done. Yeah, I've coined a phrase. And what's funny is... Um, is it in a dictionary? I, well, you see, I've got a friend, Peter Crisp, who is a... He's a polymath. He knows everything. And he writes those Dawling Kindersley books, you know, the children's yeah, books. Yeah. And he writes, does all the text. So he's an expert on everything. And he said to me, you've coined that phrase. You need to have a, a record of that. Otherwise, someone else will claim it. So I'll do your Wikipedia page. That's what he does as a hobby, one of his many hobbies. <laughs> so he did me did a domestic noir Wikipedia page, and it attributes a phrase to me. So now people come to me, and I actually had 
I have had and continue to have quite a kind of academic side hustle. Um, I was a visiting fellow at UEA um, and I've done key, keynote speeches at academic conferences um, just all because of that, really. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. So yeah. And you... I totally get it as well. Yeah. The, the actual, as soon as yeah. you say that. Yeah, you know what you're going to get. And they're my kind of books yeah. as well. Like yeah. I do love one where it's, you know, not gushing. It's kind of, there's yeah. a, you know, psychological side to it. And there's tension. There's a lot of tension. Lot of tension. Hi, I don't want to say, you know, that they're slow and they're boring, but they're kind of, it's a more slow burn. It's a kind of, it's a ramping up. It's a kind of, and people say, you know, by the end of the books, they're kind of, Jack Jordan, who's lovely, he's a he's a he's a kind of he's a younger novelist, and he said the first he just loved Cuckoo so much he he, he missed his bus stop. Yeah, I love Cuckoo, <laughs> but I, the thing that you do so brilliantly in your books, Julia, is that you set up kind of a very plausible domestic situation that any of us would recognise. So you and on the surface, quite a lot of your characters seem to be very together and the kind of people that you would meet at the school gates, almost mm. smug, but sometimes, yeah. but. Yeah. The perfection, you scratch away at the perfection and then you kind of reveal this kind of like viper's pit. And it's so intriguing and I love it because you never really quite know where you you pull the rug out from underneath the readers so many times that you're just left galloping to the end going, I've got to know. It's wonderful. And I'm sure we've all got friends who've told us stories about what goes on in their lives that you think... Oh, if I put that in a novel, no one would believe it because yeah. it's so. Yeah, you know, the I've actually got going on at the moment, and we were yeah. saying we were like, oh my god, that would make an amazing show yeah. or an amazing book. Yeah. But you know, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and it's almost too way much people that lie you go to like one How? another to yeah. hide out what they're doing and the gaslighting that goes on. Yeah. But what and, I'm surprised as well, well, I've got a situation where everybody knows something about somebody else, but nobody says it. Yeah. Nobody says, you know. Yeah. You know, in these things, nobody actually says, oh, actually, by the way, and your it's husband's almost being like faithful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. says. And it's, it's almost like, like they divided loyalties. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind but of... But then what do you do? Do you tell your friends and upset them and completely ruin their lives? Or do you wait for it to play out? Or do you hope that the husband's going to see, you know, see, see a better route to things? Yeah. Um, it's a really difficult situation to be in. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, endless, endless fodder for your novels. What's oh, your latest God, yes. novel? My latest one is called The Perfect Date. It was originally called The Dog Walker, but my yeah. publisher's decided that's going to put off everyone who doesn't isn't a dog person, <laughs> which yeah, is true. Yeah. It's true. So The Perfect Date, everyone's kind of wants a perfect date, whether they're married or not. And uh, <laughs> and so it's called The Perfect Date, but it's about a dog walker who finds a body. And it's it's a body of a man she's been seeing through an app. And that's bad enough, right? Yeah. But the worst thing is, it's the second time this has happened to her. <gasps> oh my gosh. Is it a horrible, horrible coincidence? Or is there something else going on? Oh, oh I've got to know now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> When's that coming out? Uh, that's coming out in October. Fabulous. Yes. I'll be, I, and I'm desperate to read Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, Cuckoo's wonderful. Yeah. What happened with the telly? Because there was the telly. Yeah, t- yeah. Well, it's in in development hell. Yeah. You know, okay, we're, we're yes. waiting. We're waiting yes. for. You know, perhaps the BBC might have it one day, or perhaps ITV might have it one day. I don't know whether I should even be saying this, but you know, whatever. Who knows? But, but that's really, great to know. It that would make. That, yes, gonna, it would it's make fantastic yeah. telly. Yeah, yeah. It's a wonderful book, but it would be make fantastic telly. I'm just intrigued by your beautiful um, necklace and this episode is all about words and I just noticed that you've got some words around your neck. Yes I do. I have words around my neck and these ones are very special words. Um, One is wisdom and one is loved and uh, they were both given to me for my 50th birthday and the loved was given to me by my husband and that's in silver and it's etched in gold and then this one 
It's got wisdom on it, and it's got Julia 50 on the back. And that was given to me by Di Porter, Diana Porter, who's the jeweller who makes them. And they're called Sybils. And they're basically, uh, they're based on kind of, I think, Minoan statues of women that Di did some research. And it's the first thing she made when she graduated from Birmingham. So Di, I must kind of put my cards on the table here. She was a very, very good friend of mine. Um, She gave me my first job out of university, she used to be, uh, she first started out as a teacher, and when I met her, she was about 40, and she was an arts administrator, ran a community arts centre in Brit- right in the middle of St. Montpellier, St. Paul's in Bristol, and it was called the Albany Centre. And she was brilliant, and she was visionary, and she, had, she wanted it to be kind of like everyone could be welcome. So there were elderly clubs, there were toddlers clubs, there were, there were people, unemployed clubs, there were craft clubs drama classes and then also it was a, at the weekends it turned into a theatre that brought amazing theatre groups like Brighton's uh, Scarlet Harlots and uh, Red Ladder, the Women's Theatre Group, um, Black Theatre Group, all sorts of theatre went on in that space. So I was a drama student, I graduated and I got a job there first of all as a publicist because I was kind of, you know, I'd always been in two minds about whether I should have been a graphic designer or a theatre director and I went the theatre director way I ended up actually being a graphic designer in my 30s but that's another story um, <laughs> it's, it's the old adap- adapt and survive of women, <laughs> women who have children <laughs> and not yeah, proper yeah. jobs um, so um, so so she, she employed me as publicist on the community programme back then which is one of Thatcher's ways of getting kind of people into work and it was this princely sum of £120 a week which felt like unimaginable riches to me but she taught me everything I know about marketing and um, arts administration and gave me the skills that I needed to start my own theatre company so she wow. was brilliant she was absolutely she my mentor she, yeah, she describe her what did she look like I'd like to I, know okay so Di was quite short she was always kind of she always said she was a bit overweight but she never was and she, she had wasn't. no no she and she she had this amazing she kind of fierce though. she was she was <laughs> she could be fierce she could also be very loving and warm yeah. and she she had the most incredible laugh you always knew when Di was in the theatre because she <laughs> hooted yeah um and she was she was just uh she was so she was warm and she, she kind of had this kind of family she had grandchildren children oh. and she looked after everyone she made sure that they were all financially looked after but also she, that everyone would always so there were always battles they were all you know it's never easy with Di because she loved so fiercely oh. she was the most wonderful woman yeah, and then at the age this she was she was kind of like she was the queen of self-reinvention because at the age of 50, without an, even an art AO level, I think, and she had to do her maths as well because she hadn't got a maths O level, she, she, she decided she wanted to become a jewellery designer. It's something she'd always wanted. So she had to go and do an art, art foundation course and she had to do her maths O level so she could get a grant to go to university. And she then went to uh, Birmingham to do the famous jewellery course mm. there. And then she... Um, she basically came out and started immediately using those marketing skills she'd learned yeah. as an arts administrator. She just kind of went out there and um, and and just kind of took the world. And a couple of years after graduation, she was British Jewelry Designer of the Year. Yes, she was amazing. And she and I remember um, her bangle that said "On and On, on and, and On." on. Yes. yes. So Do I you... got the ring of that, but unfortunately, I've had it for so long that the "On and On and Ons" have almost worn off. I've got soap on it there too because I washed my hands, which is very <laughs> scummy of me. But look, it's all smooth now. But you see, it's irregular. And that was what she always did. She was always she had beautiful Everything handwriting, was, yeah. and and her her work was all about kind of catching that spirit, and and the the 
the words on and on and on come from, we used to go to Greenham Common, I used to go with her quite a bit. We used to bomb along the M4 and go to demos there. And there was a song that we sang at Greenham. Am I going to sing it? Yes, yes. you are. <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill the spirit. She is like a mountain, old and strong. She goes on and on and on. And then it becomes a, a, a round. Oh, wow. And it was just so, my, sp- my spine's tingling even thinking about <laughs> it. And you amazing. kind of, we hold hands around the, it, one, once we went and all the women there encircled the, the bass holding hands and we were all singing this song on and on and on. My mum took me as a baby. Oh, to there you go. The that's that's so aged me. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> 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 so, so that's where on and on came from. This one is um, so we're looking at my rings now, and they're silver. They're chunky, they're, they're sil- chunky silver. silver. I will make sure that we photograph those and put yeah. those on the yeah. Instagram as well, so you can see them. So this one is in heaven on earth. So again, it's a roundel. So it's in heaven on earth, in heaven on earth, on in heaven on earth. And that she actually originally did for a, there was a kind of alternative, a bit like Arca here in Brighton, an alternative funeral company in Bristol in Montpellier they had an office they had a shop in Picton Street and this was commissioned by them in heaven on earth in heaven on earth I think it was called in heaven on earth in fact yeah, yeah. and then this one again you see I've had them for so long because I used to work for her as a publicist when she started is what got me on the graphic design thing really when she started out she needed somebody to do the marketing and also put kind of information sheets together and this was all before computers it was all kind of phoning up and going around and seeing people she had a box the Sybils, which we're going back to talking about the necklace, um, were her first product. And she had she used to make them in pewter. So they were aimed at the kind of the, the hippie shop, the, the kind of the, the kind of lower end of the jewellery market. Because um, they were pewter, they were cheap, they were very, you know, kind of attractive. And she had a little kind of display box that we used to go around and show people the display yeah. box. And they were yeah. about, I think they were 24, I might be wrong. What sort of words did they have on All them? positive and empowering words. So I've got some more here. Of the, these, are the, these are quite rare now. I'm just opening my jewellery bag here. And um, there, so these are the pewter ones. You can tell they're pewter because they've got backs on them. They've got kind of ridged they're backs because there's more metal involved. And obviously, so it's, uh, there's calm there. Calm. There's. Um, I love. Can I just say a detail that I think is amazing? Is that because they're women, they've got these two little beads. <laughs> yes. They're obviously meant to be boobs, but I always thought they were a really beautiful design, and now yes. I'm like, they're actually they're boobs. actually and they've got little fa- they've got little faces etched on them too. And they're gorgeous. So I've got they? powerful, strong, warm here, and I've got got loads here actually. This is another silver one with play. That's a chain that one day I'm going to put them on. They've got space. They are, they're really um, really handmade. You've got that yes. really yes. lovely. Yes, and they've got this. I've got one that says Shaw here, and actually, what I really love is just the way the writing is kind of. It's almost sort of scratched on. Yes. But yes. the way that they taper out towards the bottom, they've yes. got a very specific shape, haven't they? Yes. It's it's very kind it looks handmade, but there's they're very finely finished. Yeah. You know, oh, they're yes. very no, beautifully absolutely. done. But they, um, but, so they, but they do look they have, yeah. like they could be from medieval times. Yes. They kind yeah. of they have an ancient look, kind of Yeah. As, and I think as, that's because of the font as yes. well. That really Yeah. And the fact that they've got the gold inlay. I mean yeah, they're I mean they're stunning. They really yeah, are they stunning. Are, they're lovely. But she was I mean she honestly is it she's almost like the Vivian Westwood of the jewelry yeah. world. She was a, a real kind of yeah inspiration to all of us yeah um and you know i i've been seeing her jewelry for a long time and obviously she um 
came and gave took my business card many moons ago um and she was yeah she was really quite inspirational so um but she had so many people following her around like she was yeah, she had she, she well, was she, big. she was very much into i said that she was my mentor when i was young and she gave me her belief in me gave me belief in myself and she was brilliant at that and that's and, so important and, yeah and she always says there must be about i don't know 60 70 young women jewelers who've been through her workshop working for her learning she was a perfectionist she could be very very um she was very blunt if she didn't like something she told you she thought your work was shoddy she told you and 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 you know and, and some of the women that worked for her were equally as fiery so 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 that we always it was always kicking off in the workshop but i think that in the end you know the work that came out of it and also when she died which was a couple of years ago she was she was in her she was in her late 70s she'd had cancer for a while and, and kind of fought it off sorry you shouldn't use that sign of language around <laughs> cancer she'd kind of she she'd kind of managed to keep it at bay and then um and then and then you know she had a relapse um yeah. and and i went to her memorial at the watershed in bristol and there were so many people i remember i met there that i hadn't seen since like the 1980s when when di opened her workshop which was in in she had a big house in on ashley hill in in bristol and uh, she had like a uh, the whole of the ground floor was was the workshop and i had the room at the back which was the kind of the office and then and then the the front the big front room was um was like the workshop and there'd be about eight eight women working in there and then the kind of little bit at the back was where all the stinky chemicals went on and, and that was yeah. before you know health and safety oh my god the stink <laughs> in that place the sulfuric acid yeah all of that we do all of that in our own yeah but yeah. we do have yes extraction once i think once she moved into a proper workshop she had yes. to extract yeah. ferns a whole lot but it was kind of like open window <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, but so, it was back in the day. It was, yeah, yeah. 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 But and she was also a real cheerleader for other yeah, small yeah, she makers. Was, she's very supportive. Yeah, of small makers. she really was because she. I mean, like I said, she came to me at IJL and we sold a few pieces in her in her shop. Now she's still got a beautiful shop. Yes. So the legacy has has carried Where's on. Where's shop now? It's in Park Street in Bristol. Okay. And it's been that she's been there for I don't know twenty years, something like yeah. that. She's... Perhaps even longer. Time goes funny, doesn't it? Um. And and it's a beautiful, beautiful shop. And and part of it obviously is her own stuff, but she's always had like at least half of the space has been given over to other designers. Yeah. So so and and it's just a beautiful place to go in. What and... a wonderful thing to be such a mentor to yeah. people mm. though and to have this legacy that's lived on afterwards and this is what's so wonderful about jewelry isn't it especially the designs it lives on and and obviously you wear this every day which yeah. pieces are your most close to your heart what oh, well, do you wear every day well i wear the sybils most days um but this this is what i wear all the time this is this is um this is her she had one and she wore it all the time and then when when it, i was 50 I, my mum bought me this because i really really wanted to do of course i got a nice discount where's the Where's the, uh, where's the way of Julia is trying to take off I'm a very take lovely... Will you just describe it to us? It's a very lovely, chunky... It's a chunky chain. It's a chunky silver chain. chain. It looks like a big silver chain necklace, but if you look at it closely, it's got some very specific um, and wonderful things in it. So some of the some of the links, there are, the links are about the size, I don't know, of a sucked... Very, they looked at, they always remind me of very sucked polos. You know, yeah. if you manage to yeah. suck yeah. without, to suck a polo. without <laughs> yeah. it breaking. And then it's got... Some of the links have got on and on written on them. Oh, oh, lovely! Um, and some of them are some of them are unetched, and then and then if you look really closely, you can find the spirit bead, and it's a little tiny gold bead that's got the spirit etched on it. Oh, oh wow. wow! That's beautiful. And it's just a lovely little detail that kind of you wouldn't so notice. So she was obviously very spiritual as well in terms. <laughs> yes, I think. 
think so. Yeah, she was very kind of, she was, she was always a very staunch feminist. Things had happened in her life that had kind of brought her to very much that, that conclusion. And, and also there was a kind of, there was a kind of, um, a real kind of bond between feminism and spirituality, I think, in the, in the, in the mm. early 80s, in the 70s, when she was kind of coming up as a, as a young, young woman. And I don't think she ever let go of that. And she kind of had things like, when she had cancer, she, she kind of went through all the kind of spiritual and, and visualisation and the Bristol Cancer Centre kind of stuff. I, I think the, the the words that some die up are a force of nature, a yes. force of nature. That's what she is. And then there's this she as well, which is um, which is a, a necklace she makes. It's a, and again, I just always love this one. It's got a very strong magnet. It's a it's a necklace of rutile quartz beads, beautifully made, they're stunning, mended by me. There, they're <laughs> like mar- they're like marbles, aren't they're they? They're like marbles. They are yeah. just like marbles. But like, are they? And they've got little striations quartz, in them. It? It's rutile rutilated okay. quartz. I think it's called. And oh, it's got wow. it's got little kind of striations in it, and then it's also got this end, which again is is engraved with on and on, on it. I just love the way because it, it's etched, isn't it? Yes. And that's what I love. I mean, it's etched, I yes. I yeah, the etching, uh, etching so it's etched process and then cast, is fabulous. And and then and then each each piece is meticulously finished. That's one of the main jobs in the workshop. Is you know once yeah. it's cast to really make because they're very beautiful. They're yeah. very tactile. Her jewel. Yes. I can see yes. why you like it because it's a yes. very tactile. Um, thing. I love this magnet. I know it's great. <gasps> and it How much fun snaps. is that? It just snaps close. Yeah, you have to I mean, kind of, you, you have can't to put, pull it. You have to slide, slide it. it. Yeah, and then it so it will never fall off. off. Oh, and then it's clever. got. And then and then in, in amongst all the rutilated quartz, there's a silver bead, which is just I, I love, love that. that. And she wasn't all. She was about balance, not symmetry. And that's in all the work. That's Nothing's kind of symmetrical. Well. That's one of her chains as well. Um, and uh, that's the chain to bear sibyls. And I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to one day get some get a jeweler to put those on for me. Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> we can do that. For and you. this this one this one this one's got a little one of those Indian. It has an Indian silver, not silver. Oh, I ball. love those. The um, and it, balls. And yeah, it's, it's still got a little bit of. I ring. had one of those. I, in fact, I think I've got it upstairs. I, yeah, which I got, had when I was a teenager. I yes. loved. Yeah, I love. Yeah, we were talking about oh, sounds, yes. weren't we, with bangles yeah. and how it's lovely having a. a a signature sound. Yes, there's a lovely line in a Lizzo song, isn't there, about I take my jangle, jingle my my wrist jangles off or something. Yeah, she's going to go and dance. Um, um, have you ever finally have you ever used jewelry in any of your books? Yes, I have actually. In fact, I've used Dye's jewelry, and and I dedicated uh, the new mother, which was the book before last, um, to Dye. Um, and uh, and in it, a character who's um, who's having a really really hard time. His children have been taken off and put in care. Three children, and she's going to she's going to try and get her oldest son back. So she's going up to the Clifton. She's in Bristol. She's going up to the Clifton Child Centre. I think I can't remember the. She's walking up Park Street, and she says she's a jewellery shop. I don't name it, but she goes in, and it's Dye's shop. And the woman in there is lovely, and she looks and she sees Sybils, and she sees a Sybil with safe on it. And she wants to buy that and give that to her son. Oh, that's present. lovely. And in fact, then she and she finds out how much they are. She's got some money in her pocket because she's been doing a job. No, she's got a business credit card. That's right. Oh, she's okay. got a business credit card of the... She's worked for an influencer. She's a kind of mother's helper for an influencer. So she uses the credit card to buy not one, but four. One for herself, one for each of her three children. And and they've all they're all the same. They've all got safe on. And the idea is that she gives them to her children and that one day they'll all be back together. Oh, that's really that's lovely. So lovely. But that's also, so the word "safe" yes. is a, it's a fabulous thing. word, isn't yes. it? Yeah. I mean, like that is what you want on a piece of jewellery. Yes. You know. And also to be given it by your mother. 
Yes. It's actually a really lovely thing, isn't yes. it? Yes. Oh, it well just? done. If only we lived in all your novels, Julia. Well, actually, well, no, 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 not. no, I don't think we want to. Because <laughs> the irony is, of course, about safe, is it doesn't quite work out It doesn't like quite that. work out, no. Because, no. Oh. no, it never does in my books. No, it never Sadly. does. I mean, they, they, they don't have happy... Well, they do have... They kind of have... They have resolution. Resolution. They have resolution. resolution. Whereas your books are generally very happy, aren't they? Yes. I try to, yeah. I'm a, I'm a girl for a happy ending. Although it's been quite interesting in crime, because you can't... Not not everything's happy, but the baddies get the comeuppance always in my books. Yes, which is which, yes, is, which, is, which, which is more is or less how the how yeah, the how, how crime work. works yeah. as well. Unless you're writing a series because you have to have your baddie keep them alive to. Oh yeah, you know, no, for no, the no. next book. No. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much <laughs> indeed for coming and showing us your bits. Yes. Oh yeah, brilliant! Yeah, thank you so much. And, and joy to get them out for oh, you. Really and really <laughs> inspirational as a jewelry designer. Seeing this. Is amazing, it's really, great, really lovely. She was stuff. a real talent. She really was. And remind us once again, so Julia, much. where we, where can our listeners find your books? Uh, you can find them. Well, uh, you can find them in all good bookshops. And then the last two are uh, uh, I've written with a with, with a publisher called Bookuture, who are um, an ebook first publisher. So you'll find those on Amazon, and they are available on Kindle Unlimited. And they're not very expensive. I mean, they're, at the most, they're one ninety nine, but mostly they're on special offer for 99p. Super duper. Cheap at the price. price. Cheap at the price. Well, thank you very much. Lovely to see you. Lovely it's to been see brilliant. you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And please do like it and share with your friends. All images of the jewellery will be on our Instagram at Show Us Your Bits Podcast. Join us next time when we'll be talking all things rings and bling. We'll be joined by special guest Rory Cotin, who's the Society Calligrapher to the Stars, all the way from New York. So join us then. See you soon. <laughs>